Hey, Shelly, do you remember the days of being in corporate talent acquisition? Oh, absolutely. Every time the phone rang, it was another staffing agency claiming to be innovative and different. I used to wonder when someone would truly elevate the industry. Well, hold on to your hat here because that's exactly what Van Hack has done. Shelly, picture this a closed community of pre verified tech talent ready to relocate to Canada with all the paperwork taken care of. Sounds too good to be true? Well, not anymore. Van Hack has made it a reality. They have built the community of skilled software developers eager to make the move, and they handle the entire immigration process. And that's not all. They're taking it up a notch. Companies with offshore development teams, listen up. Van Hack's introducing the Canadian Engineering Office. Move your entire dev team to Canada, and Van Hack handles all the nitty-gritty details of immigration and relocation. So can you imagine, Serge? The applause from your CIO if you were to walk into his office and bring this solution to the table. Shelly, every time I walk into an office, I get applause. But that's not all. (laughs) The best part is they've got certified immigration consultants on board who've done this countless times. They understand that every family situation is unique. Revolutionize the way you recruit, relocate, and retain talent because when it comes to innovation in the talent acquisition world, Van Hack is leading the charge. Get ready to be the hero of your company. Check out vanhack.com today. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. Shelly, we're live at the Plum Boot. I guess we're not live. We're recording at the Plum Boot. <laughs> at but HR we're in Tech. person. We are in person. This is and so cool. I'm pretty excited for this guest because I got to admit, I screwed up last year at HR Tech. We actually interviewed this person and did not realize that it was not recording until I went to listen to the audio after the fact. This is a great redo. So yes. glad you're coming on. And so many exciting things have happened in the last year. So I'm very pleased to introduce our guest, Mike Fitzsimmons, who's the CEO of Crosscheck. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you for agreeing to come back on the show. For sure. I just want to talk, first of all, a little bit about what is Crosscheck. But even before that, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into HR tech and what brought you to become the CEO of Crosscheck? Yeah, for sure. And thanks again for bringing me back for the second run. From a journey perspective, I landed here in a kind of fortuitous way. This is my third company that I've started. The other two were not in HR tech. One of them, we got it to about $200 million in revenue. It was a pre-IPO business. And I made two really bad hiring decisions towards the end of that journey. One was a CFO, one was a head of sales. And we never fully recovered from that. We ended up selling the company to private equity, but we didn't realize the dreams that we all had worked really hard for 10 years, right? Um, started looking at the category and said, God, something's wrong. And as I appeal back the layers of the onion and, and see that 47% of new hires never get ROI positive for the companies that make the hire, I'm like, is this a fixable thing? And how would you attack this problem? So that's how I got in it. Started on that journey in kind of 2018, 2019, raised some capital from the same investors that had invested in my last company that we all got burned by this problem because we all had the same scar mm-hmm. tissue from that experience. Yes. <laughs> and off we go. So that's where Crosscheck came from. Awesome. So talk a little bit more about 
cross-check? Because even as you said, what percentage of new hires never become ROI positive? That seemed actually low to me. You think it's high? Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought it was much higher. I I think in the keynote today, you're going to hear from Madeline and Tim about maybe that's even getting worse. Right. Mm, And I think your average tenure of new starts is going down precipitously. And I think they're all saying we're creeping under two years where we always think it was a four year thing when you took a job, maybe three, and it's just been creeping down. So I agree with you. We all know it's a problem is the headline Mm -hmm. in terms of how we attack it. We are an end to end hiring intelligence platform. That's how we've thought about this category. And look, I know there's a lot of noise around what people are calling things and there's talent intelligence and there's all this stuff. And we really are dead focused on bringing more data right, to talent acquisition, full stop. We want to make sure that they can answer any question they want to answer about any point in the in the hiring process to improve not only process itself, but outcomes of process, which is quality of hire and how the talent that we bring into our organizations ultimately impact our organizations. Okay, so really curious about cross-check. So for practitioners coming in, where exactly does it fit? Can it sit over, say, Workday or SAP? Or can it be standalone? Just a little bit more insights on that. Yeah, it's confusing, right, in this space. And there's a lot of noise. And, yeah. and we've been really conscious of, we're not trying to be an ATS. You know, think of us as complementing those platforms. So yeah. sitting on top of Workday is a partner, SAP is an investor, where we're consciously purpose-built to enhance those yeah. platforms. We, we integrate really nicely with them, as well as most of, most of the ATSs, in order to facilitate this vision. You've been two years in business, two, three years? No, we commercially launched in late 19. Late 19. Okay, yeah. so you're so, going on your yeah. fourth year. Yeah. How has been the adoption? What type of clients that you've been getting? Is What type of questions are you getting from these clients? Yeah. So it's it's not a typical with a company like us, Silicon Valley based. We're like yeah. a straight out of the box startup, right? right? And so early adoption for us was high growth tech. I think that was mm. really where we got you know, our first hundred customers. I bet you eighty five of them were high yeah. growth tech in our backyard. Early adopters of technology, data driven, didn't have a lot of the tech debt and the legacy stuff to deal with. They're like, let's go. It's a lot easier to get live with those types of customers. Since that time, it's expanded quite a bit. Okay. So our largest customers, in terms of employee count, Deloitte's a large customer at the enterprise level. Mm. WPP is a large company, global mm. media company. We're doing a lot of work in the staffing space as well. Allegis is a large customer mm. of ours, which is the largest staffing company in the U.S. We're even doing a lot in the high volume space. Adoption has now been, we're proud of the fact that we have an anchor customer in every sector. They're all yeah. sharing the same pain. It's got different flavors, yeah. but it's the same fundamental pain. Your product, Crosscheck, talks about pre-hire data points. Can you just help us wrap our minds around that? What is that referring to? Yeah, so there's sort of two ways to think about it. There's candidate level. So what do we know about talent themselves? And this is, you name it, everything from soft skills to skills and competencies to hard skills to prior work experience to education, anything you can think of, right, that you typically have used to profile or, or evaluate talent. Uh, interview data, how was the interview scored? If you're doing assessments, how do they score on different assessments? Like our whole thing was, hey, we got to get all of that into one cloud, into one environment to give a wholesome picture of who this individual is. So the ATSs are a good source of data for us, the applicant tracking systems themselves, but we're also taking data from third-party assessment platforms. We're taking data from LinkedIn on profiles, you name it. But that's, you got to start there in order to unlock this whole thing. You got to get all of that into one place. So that's what we think about when we think about the pre-hire data. It's Got it. everything we knew about the candidate, source of where they came from, anything that you would possibly know about that individual before you made the hiring decision. 
We have referenced your quality of hire report quite a bit on the show, actually. And there's some really interesting findings, but one just recently came out. Is there a couple of insights from that report that you're like, aha, that's really good stuff? I think in our inaugural report that we talked about last time, there was some really good stuff. And and this is less talent-specific and more process-specific. Some of the things we found around referral networks and your internal referral programs or maybe not as high quality as you think you are, whereas you ask most practitioners, their first answer is going to be, hey, my, my most productive channel for new hires is referrals. Yeah. And our data show that, gosh, you, you may have that perception, but that doesn't necessarily bore out for all companies, right? And, and, and we saw instances where it's substantially lower quality of hire. When you peel back the layer on that onion, you found out that our guards were down a little bit with referrals. They didn't yes. necessarily go through the same structured process. The process. Right? Yeah. And that's a real thing. Steps. They're skipping steps. The other fascinating thing was we saw when organizations removed the financial incentive, volume of those hires went down, but quality went up substantially. When you take money away. When you just didn't have the, hey, it's 4,000 bucks to refer an engineer to come work at our company. It's a really interesting thing. There's other nuance to that too, based on size of company. It's not as pronounced a problem with smaller organizations because you can't hide as much, but in a larger organization where it's a revenue stream for a potential (laughs) employee, and they really don't care. They're getting C-level talent in the door and it just has this thing. So there's a lot of stuff in that piece that, that was fascinating. The other thing that we talked about in that one was around the interview score correlation. So we're doing a ton of work here around interview intelligence. Okay. And how do we actually connect the dots between who's doing the interview, what's on the interview scorecard, how did the scorecard of the interview actually mm-hmm. correlate to the outcome? So we did a bunch of work recently with Greenhouse on this specific topic and we found there was only a 9% correlation between interview scores and quality of fire. And you start to say to yourself, okay, well, why? And you peel back the layer on that and you start to realize that 87% of interviewers do three or less interviews a year. So we're not training our interviewers to be really good at this thing that we're putting all this weight on in the selection process. Mm-hmm. Again, this is all cool stuff that you, you can't get there until you start to connect these dots between what did we know up front and, and what did we know on the, on the backside. You asked a question about our recent report. One of the things we published on, and this is shifting gears a little bit, is is fraud, actually. Interesting. We've seen a pretty substantial increase in candidate fraud. And it's confusing in light of the labor market data, but... You on know, the it, interview process or at what step of the process that we're seeing fraud? In the application process, okay. reference checking process. It's oh, really fascinating really? stuff. And in some high-risk areas. We're seeing it in healthcare. We're seeing it in education. There's some pretty yeah. alarming things happening. And you think about that in financial services too, where the risk factor of getting a bad actor into your organization, it's a real thing. I know this is a little random, but it's all part of the puzzle here. Unless we're connecting all of these dots, we're going to have a hard time actually piecing all this together. We've definitely seen a trend, I would say, in the last couple of years, especially in the tight labor market, that pre-assessment or even the background check, a lot of companies have just completely gone away from it, which is quite scary if you think about the possible risks that are involved of not doing such intense background screening because one bad actor can make a big difference. And I guess you had that experience yourself. (laughs) Yeah, full circle moment. The full circle moment. It wasn't really crazy. It wasn't, just to be clear, it wasn't a criminal thing. It was more around... It's a bad hire, Just a bad, bad hire. But that's the game with all of this. We're all fighting for the same outcomes. Everybody's trying really hard. We just haven't had the tools, in our opinion. So that's really the goal is trying to give the tools, right? So at this show, definitely AI is the buzzword. What's your take on AI and HR tech? What type of impact do you think it will have? And how are you leveraging it at Crosscheck? I came from the media and entertainment industry, and there was always that adage of content is king. You all know this because you create great content. And if you didn't, no one would (laughs) listen to the pod, right? But I think about 
companies that have great content, generative AI, certainly in its early stages, can do a really good job of helping convert that content into more actionable, more digestible data. It's great. It's a really healthy thing. Localizing that for us, we're sitting on so much data. It's really a lot easier now to summarize and actually come to some rational conclusions about what I'm seeing in my org Mm. and what can I go do to take action against it. That's really cool stuff. But I think it's really safe stuff. The risk factors on that are low. And getting that to market has just been accelerated for us. It's exciting, right? And so I think there's that component of it that organizations that have great content, it's going to be a force multiplier of how they bring that content to life and drive value for their customers. You saw Workday Rising, I'm sure. This was, I mean, they're doing some awesome stuff quickly because they're sitting on so much content. I love that side of it. I'm as concerned as we all are on the matching side of it and how predictive we're going to actually get Mm. on. There's a lot of work to be done there. We're staying away from that. Yeah. at the moment of using it in that wow. capacity. But look, we're excited. And I think it's going to make products like ours, frankly, it's going to catalyze our value prop. Obviously, it's a very noisy space overall. There's a lot of vendors and practitioners that are listening to this, like either coming to this show or just looking at overall tools. It can be overwhelming. So what's your advice to a practitioner that is looking for new tools for their HR tech stack? How should they approach it? What should they look at first? I just love, and it's the same way we attack product development in our own roadmap, is what problem are you solving and what problem do you need to solve? Yeah. See, it's that simplistic. And if you need to solve problem X, and I'll be honest with you, part of what we've been telling this story around quality of hire and whatnot is a lot of talent acquisition organizations aren't yet acknowledging that's a problem they need to solve. Mm. Okay, they, we're yeah. doing our best, but we're focused on time to fill. We're focused on the traditional KPIs that, frankly, we're paid to do and we're reviewed on in our performance reviews, yeah. and that's what we're doing. I do think that's important, right? you got to be really clear and crisp on what problem you're trying to solve. And I think for those that are looking to, even though maybe the expectation in the organization is not to solve these more complex problems, but they're trying to be more strategic, yeah. ask harder questions. Step yeah. out of that box of what problems they think you, you you should be solving and go, what problems do you want to go solve that have meaningful strategic impact on the org? Some of the stuff we've been doing as well on the sourcing side is, is awesome. We're looking at how much are you spending on Indeed? How's the Indeed spent? Not just relating to the quality of candidate, but the quality of the actual hire. Right. And how are we actually connecting those dots? Which, by the way, the job boards and some of those paid sources are horrified of. Oh, I'm sure. You look at a fully loaded cost per hire against the quality and that kind of thing. So I would just say there's all kinds of If you think about what problems you're trying to solve, right, to drive ROI for your organization, become more strategic within your organization, I think that's where you have to start. Perfect. Really good insight. So someone wants to get a hold of Mike Fitzsimmons. What's the best way? Yeah, Fitz at Crosscheck. So F-I-T-Z at Crosscheck, which is C-R-O-S-S-C-H-Q dot com. Or hit me on LinkedIn. You'll find me there as well. Perfect. And crosscheck.com, right? Correct. Perfect. With a Q. Thank you so much for coming on. This was great insights. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Good to see you again. Thanks, good to see you guys. Au revoir. Shelly, let's face it. Texting candidates is the easiest way to hire quicker today. But your cell phone doesn't connect to your ATS. You're sharing your personal number with strangers. That's pretty scary, right, Shelly? And Mm. it's not even legally compliant. Mm, This is where our friends at Rectex come in. They've created simple yet powerful text recruiting software that works with your ATS. Plus, it's designed by recruiters for recruiters, so you know it works. To learn more and book a demo, visit www.rectxt.com. Mention the Recruitment Flex 
and get 10% off annual plans. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.